You're listening to the Beauty in the Network podcast, hosted by Jasmine Jones, licensed cosmetologist, bridal beauty team owner, and business coach to beauty pros and creative entrepreneurs. Tune in weekly for tips, tricks, and hacks on how to up-level your lifestyle, maximize your productivity in your business, and use the most efficient and up-to-date marketing strategies to get your business seen online without the burnout. Thanks so much for tuning in. Here's today's episode. Okay, hello guys, and welcome back to the podcast. Today we have a special guest. We have Miss Kathy. Now, Kathy is also a bridal beauty business team owner, and she's a bridal beauty business coach. Now, she specifically helps other bridal makeup artists when it comes to branding, how to show up on social media, and so much more. Her content is so valuable, and she has some amazing things to share with us today, which you can all find in the show notes later today. But Kathy, thank you so much for joining me today. If you can do a quick introduction for yourself and let everybody know what you're all about, that would be awesome. Thank you so much, Jasmine. I'm super honored to be here. Um, thank you for having me. So, hey, everybody. My name is Kathy Hancavico. I am a bridal makeup artist, and I'm also a bridal business coach. I love helping makeup artists grow their business and book more brides so that they can start making consistent income doing what they love. And I've spent the last um, seven years like running my own business, my own bridal business called Kathy Hoon Artistry. And I built it from the ground up and now we're a growing team of 10. So that's super exciting. And I've learned so much along the way. And that's why I went, um, I started this coaching business, Art of Bridal Business, um, is to help make up artists get to that point in their career and not just, you know, do this, for for fun and just wishing that they could actually transition like turning their passion into their dreams so um so that's what i i'm really excited to chat to you about jasmine it's just you know dropping knowledge for aspiring artists people you know different parts of um depending regardless of where you are in your career whether you're a brand new artist or you're a veteran artist in the industry for like 10 plus years there's always something to learn so i'm super excited Absolutely. And I'm super excited to have you here as well, not just because you have a team as well, but because you can really share um, some of your own personal experiences when it comes to, you know, some of the things that we really don't figure out until we're out into the real world. I know for me, right? I know for me, when I was in cosmetology school and I was learning um, a little bit about, you know, the business side of being in the beauty field and it just kind of said, you know, pass out cards and, you know, have promos and all of these things, mm-hmm. but it goes so much deeper into, um, you know, the day-to-day, what you have to do to get clients and how to be consistent and actually be profitable in your business. So my first question to you is when you first hopped into um, creating your business, whether it be a solo or you were just starting to create a team, what was one thing that you wish you would have known before you started that jump? Oh, 
that's such a great question. And you know what? I wish I knew a whole lot more. Oh, <laughs> you right. know, looking back, it's always, yeah, looking back, it's always like, you know, that 2020 vision, right? But, you know, I've learned so much. And like you said, I had a very, very similar experience um, to you. Um, I personally didn't go through cosmetology school because here in the States, as of right now, you know, make artists are not really required with like a cosmetology license to 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 do makeup but mm -hmm. I did go through like a very like um like a, a high-end sort of like makeup academy yes. to get like certified right but what I really wish that I learned um I actually knew before I started is that the what you learn in school it's only a third of what like make will make you successful and, oh, yeah. and yeah, and that's the thing. Like when I was in school, I was very naive thinking like, oh, okay, I just take this one makeup academy, go through this, they give me all the training I need. And then bam, I'm a certified makeup artist. I, that's everything I need and I'm ready to go. But I seriously graduated from that makeup academy and still felt super lost. And you know what? Like nobody was knocking on my door just because I was now a certified artist, like, <laughs> you know, and that was what I was like expecting. But like now, like I wish I had known that it's actually only one third and that the real experience and the real thing that you're going to be learning is getting out there, is putting yourself out there and experiencing things like hands-on so there's no no matter how many youtube videos you watch no matter how many academies or courses that you invest in it does not replace like that hands-on experience because that's what's really gonna create that like resilience for you that's what's really gonna really kind of put you through like you know those rough times where you have to kind of like maintain you gotta have grit, right? You gotta have grit oh, yeah. and work hard to become like the actual successful business that you wanna be. So yeah. That, yeah, that is so true. And I agree with all of that. I know for me, when I graduated from cosmetology school, I had the same mindset. I was like, I learned how to do everything. I'm gonna go out into the world, make all of this money. And then I started to like, you know, promote my services or what I thought was promoting at that time. And it was just crickets. And I was like, well, what happened? Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> I know that I can do like amazing hair and makeup. Like why isn't, why aren't people like ready to book me? Um, yeah. So that, that was really great and you were talking about you know experiences right so it's so true like when we are in school we're only set up to know you know I don't want to say the bare minimum but kind of like the bare minimum of like what you need to kind of get along in the career and anything fancy anything additional that's continued education that you take outside of school or outside of classes so I know for me when it came to some huge lessons that I had to learn in my business was being okay to to fail. I was always, you know, trying to have everything be perfect before I put it out and, you know, until it's ready. And I really kind of uh, like push my dreams back, you know, further and further along because I never thought that, you know, whatever I was putting out was ready. So what's one of the biggest failures that you don't mind sharing with us? And how did you learn from that failure going forward into your business? Oh, I love that. I love that. Like, you know, like don't have the fear of failing. Um, now I learned in hindsight, you know, is definitely fail fast, fail forward. The faster you fail, the better you get up and then you right. do better the next time. Yeah. But that's such a great question too. I mean, oh my gosh. I, I mean, I made 
countless of mistakes and what you know people would consider failures. Um, but of course, now I'm wiser. I know better. I don't call them failures. I call these lessons. But mm-hmm. the biggest, the biggest thing that I like learned or the failure was, um, was pricing. So I have this really, you know, because I was just a brand new artist and I know a lot of brand new artists out there can relate. You're not comfortable and you're not confident in how much you should charge. Mm-hmm. And I, I still get the question asked a lot from other people that I mentor, but like the pricing, I feel like was the biggest struggle for me. So my biggest like failure or lesson that I've learned was that I, when I first started out, because I wasn't really taught any of the marketing stuff, how to price your services, I pretty much was just like throwing a price out there without any research. And I remember there was this one instant where I was talking to a makeup artist friend who she's been in the industry for maybe a few years longer than like I have, like a few uh, years further along. And I remember talking to her and she was, I was telling her how much I was charging and she was pretty much saying, oh, don't charge them that. You need to be charging them like this much. Like you can't charge them. Like, I think I was charging something like, you know, 50, 75 bucks or something yeah. like that because I was brand new. I didn't know like how much I should be charging. And she goes, no, 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 no. Like $75 is way too low. You need to be charging them like $200, you know, basically. Right. And and so I like didn't know better. I took that advice and I went along and say, okay, now I'm charging. 200 bucks, right? Without right. realizing like, why am I even charging $200, right? Mm-hmm. And so of course I put that price out there. I would get like increase here and there, but every time I say, oh, it's 200 bucks, like people would like never respond back to me. And it was just like crickets from there, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and it took me a while to really understand a valuable lesson that when it comes to our industry, like the bridal and the makeup industry, um, pricing has nothing to do with the dollar amount the price itself they're like 80 percent of the decision making is not based on the price itself it's very rare um and i learned that the like the 80 percent that people make decision on is based on the va- the perceived value of oh, yeah. the price you're charging So that was a really big lesson for me that like when people are saying no to your price is that actually it doesn't necessarily mean that you're charging too high. It's just that they don't see the value and why you're charging what you're charging. So I spent, you know, like a whole year, like without any like booking, like without anybody inquiring my services. And it wasn't until I invested into more like coaching, like business coaching that I realized, oh, my gosh, like people are not booking me because here they are they see a brand new artist that has no real portfolio no real experience (laughs) they're not adding any value um you know to the client experience right like i'm not creating any sort of client experience and here i am wanting like 200 dollars. and so it's to them it's like well that's a ripoff you know but yeah but then that that was a really like a, a turning point in my career was understanding that was really understanding that like when people say no to you with your price, it's it's not it's not just because they think they can't afford it, but it's like they don't really see the value and why you're yeah. charging it. 
So Absolutely. that was, yeah, that, that was a big one. <laughs> that, that is a lesson that I had to learn as well, because I talk all the time on the podcast, how I used to charge like $45 for makeup. We've been there. <laughs> girl, right. And I remember for me, I thought like the same thing. I thought like, okay, well I'm newer. I have to charge like these lower rates. And I really had to, you know, start to shift my, my verbiage in the way that I showed up on social media or online or my business, I mean, my website, when I started to elevate my prices, because just like you were saying, like, if they can't see that value, because the way that you would market, you know, a $45 makeup service versus like $175 or like a $200 makeup service, you're going to attract two different types of clients. So that, that is a definite, um, you know, valuable lesson. I always, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So true. And I feel like so many aspiring artists always struggle with this too, you know, and I always say, start with where you are and start with where you're ready. Like do some research and be comfortable Mm -hmm. in the price that you, you charge. And you know, the thing that I've also learned is you have to kind of test, right? You have to kind of yeah. test the water. So oh. sure, you you might you might get out of you might get out of makeup school and you're like, I want to be paid, you know, a hundred dollars an hour, which is yeah, girl, charge your worth. Like right? <laughs> you know, nobody wanna take that away from you. But if you put that price out there and you're not getting any booking and services, that means that there's something either wrong with your marketing or the people aren't seeing, you know, the value or in your quality mm-hmm. of work or how you're presenting yourself. So you also have to kind of listen to what the market is telling you. So if you stay at like the hundred dollar price point and nobody's booking you, it's time to like reconsider. Maybe, maybe you can try to lower that and test that out. And then as you grow as a business and you're getting busier and busier at a certain price point, then go ahead and increase it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I learned from my um, business mentor, my business mentor is, um, you know, later on that like, Hey, when you put a price out there, and you're so like, like, um, busy, like you're like bursting at the seams, that means that you're underpriced, right? Oh, yeah. Because now there's, you're, there's just too many people because you're, you're, you're considered like too cheap for what you're actually for the quality of work or the client experience that you're providing. So you need to up that price. But when you up the price, when then it gets to the point where nobody wants to book you, then that means you're a little bit like overpriced for what you're charging. So the Absolutely. goal is you want to be in like the medium space where you're constantly busy, like you're getting consistent income coming revenue every single month, but you're not like bursting at the scene where you're like, I cannot take any more appointments. So Absolutely. I think that's, I think that's a valuable lesson of anybody that's looking for, that's kind of like a, you know, I, I would say like a rule of thumb. If you're, if you're somebody that's listening and you're just like, I have no idea where to start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a great rule of thumb. And I know for me, one one thing that I really realized is, you know, when I used to charge 45 and then I started to bump my prices up slowly and slowly, you know, from 45 to 65 to 85 to 100 yeah. to 125. And I started to realize as my prices started to increase that I started to get booked out more frequently. And I just yeah. had a trial run maybe like um, two months ago and a bride was telling me how she was looking at, you know, my work versus another person work and she said both of our work was amazing but the value and the experience that I created on the back end like made us stand out way more and the other person who had amazing work their prices were a little bit lower and she said that she kind of was a little bit skeptical like why is it so cheap 
So I, I know so many girls that I connect with in DMs, they're so afraid to raise your prices. And I'm like, girl, I promise you, when you raise those prices, you're going to get booked out left and right. So yes, yes, yeah. because you're showing up in it. I feel like it's also because of the way you're showing up differently mm -hmm. and then you start to attract like you said like you there is gonna be brides and clients in any spectrum of the price point you can get the $25 brides and oh, you can yeah. get the $500 <laughs> bride right but it's like it's like how you show up when you show when you get to those price points like like you also said too Jasmine like you show more value in what you're charging so yes you might be like 50 bucks more than the person down the street but the bride is willing to pay for that because she understands what she's getting when she books your team versus somebody else. And then she's paying less. And like you said, like it gets very sketchy. It's like, okay, like, what am I like? Is this like, <laughs> you know, like, like, is this for real? Gonna play? Yeah. Yeah. Is this for real? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, that pricing is so important and it's just like fine tuning that takes some time, you know, and you're never going to just like go out and you just draw a price and it's perfect. But yeah, but when you start to raise your prices, you start to kind of, I feel like you build more confidence too. Like people are scared to raise oh, yeah. their price. But when you raise your price, I feel like energetically, you show up in a different way. You show up more of like a business versus, versus a hobbyist and people yeah. recognize that. And you start oh, to, yeah. and then you start to attract more of the people who are serious about doing business with you. People who have like, are willing to invest in a real professional in my opinion. Absolutely. I like to say like, when you start to take your business seriously, so will other people. So mm -hmm. that is awesome. I have two more questions for you, but I have a bonus question since we're talking about prices right now. And since we're in the holiday time period. So yeah. Black Friday was just, uh, two days ago mm -hmm. um and we're heading up on you know new year's and um christmas for those of you who celebrate the christmas holiday and i know um i just recently made a post and i was talking about how discounting does not attract your dream clients mm -hmm. now i know for me going back to you know when i used to charge 45 dollars um another mistake that i used to make all of the time is that i used to try and fill my books with like promotions and discounts and specials and i mean it worked until it no longer served me in the direction that I was going. But I would love for you to kind of give some insight on if you've ever ran a discount and then around the time when like those clients that, you know, um, you know, opted in for that discount, like you were just kind of like, well, shoot, now I have to do all of this work for less money. Like, have you ever had an experience where you kind of regretted doing a discount? Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. I remember I, re okay. So for me, it wasn't even like a promo for me. It was like on the daily, like <laughs> it was like, it didn't even have to be a holiday season. I remember because I was trying to fill my book. So I would just like any increase that I would get, I would say, I would say like, Oh, um, this is how much I'm charging. Is that okay? Like I didn't say like, I didn't promote like, Hey, mm -hmm. I'm having a special. But what I would do is people would like send me increase and then I would say, okay, like this is how much I would charge. Is that okay? Like I would literally ask them, is that okay? And if yeah. they're like, no, is that on my budget? Then I'll ask them like, okay, well, how much do you want? How much, like how much can you pay? You know? And then they'll tell me like half the price. And then I was like, okay, like, sure. I'll take it. You know? Cause I was just trying to fill my books mm -hmm. and, um, and I would like hated it. Like I like really would go home and I really resented that experience because I'm like packing my bag, traveling there, spending like two hours doing makeup and I'm getting paid like half the price. 
you yeah. know, and it was the same thing where I was like not charging at like I was like trying to promote my services. Like, I had this one time I had a special like free trials. Like <laughs> I was like free trials, no obligation. You don't have to like you know just free trials. And yeah. oh my gosh. I would like get so many people that would come, but I was doing all of this for free. And you know how long trials take. It takes like two oh, hours yeah. or more. And yeah. it's even more work than a regular appointment. So after every single trials, I would be miserable because people wouldn't book. So people only came because it was free. And yeah. and they would they just like, oh, I'm there like people actually took advantage of it because they weren't oh. really like doing a trial. They just wanted their makeup done. So it was like, I was working for free for a hot while. And I was just like, okay, no more. I was like hating this. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I that is so much. <laughs> that is definitely um, a great learning lesson and a great experience. I had similar situations to that too, where I would yeah. say like, well, no travel fee or, you know, something crazy. And then I'm like traveling two hours for like, barely anything because I yeah. charged everybody like 50% off plus this is right. free, no trial right. and you know that month would come and I'm like I just did like you know two hours of driving four hours of work and I made like three dollars <laughs> yeah something exactly. crazy yeah 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 you're like but I'm doing this for my passion but you right? know it's like but then you feel discouraged, right? Because you, sh it, it, you know, and, and I, and I think, okay. And I think speaking to your question too, I feel like when we offer discounts and this is why, I, I mean, um, this is like very early, earlier in my career, but obviously like I we don't promote discounts now. Um, mm -hmm. And the reason why is because we're teaching our audience to not take us seriously, to take, we're teaching our audience that we're only doing this as a hobby, not as mm -hmm. like, a, a, an actual business and we're diluting the value of our brand you know yeah. because um like you made a very good point on your post and I love this point where you're teaching them like hey don't book me only book me when I have a special because I do discounts yeah. you know yeah and so the alternative if anybody it's kind of like in the same situation I think the alternative that that we have that works better is when we do have a special we don't discount our price we just try to add more value like for example, like for example, this pandemic, right? Um, this pandemic, we had a lot of cancellation. We had a lot of brides that had to, um, you know, go from a real big wedding to like an elopement to civil weddings. So what we were doing, so instead of cutting like our prices like in half and saying we're offering discounts, we were saying, hey, we put together a different package, a different offer and say, hey, if you still book us at this price, we're going to throw in like a customized hair piece. We're going to give you like a touch of kit plus like, you know, a phone call consultation. Um, so we're just packing it up with more value um, so that they can see the value in paying that price versus saying, hey, I get it. It's a pandemic. You know, we're going to cut our price in half. Yeah. So to me, to me, um, to me, that would still honor our brand and our pricing and what we're about without taking anything away from us and we're still giving them a good deal you know what I mean yeah that's awesome and I love that and you mentioned um something going into um my second to last question which is you know with this pandemic you know so many people have had um you know huge income gaps um some have gotten a little bit creative and they've like transitioned into like virtual makeup lessons virtual um you know um lessons for brides who want to learn how to do their own makeup or whatever it is so my question is has this pandemic kind 
kind of forced you or helped you get into the creative zone of new avenues that you can start adding into your business virtually or any kind of passive income that you started to utilize during this time? Yeah, totally. Um, so this pandemic, um, you know, thankfully with us, it was just a lot of push, uh, push back, like postponed dates versus mm -hmm. cancellation. Yeah. Um, but for me personally, um, you know, thankfully, because I still have a full-time job outside of my business, um, I haven't been really like financially like impacted. So mm -hmm. I was actually spending a lot of my time um, during the pandemic actually growing my art of bridal business coaching program. So that was my creative outlet. Um, I did consider doing like, you know, teaching makeup online doing virtual workshops and stuff but um i felt like um i felt like it was a time for me to really it was a season for me to really focus on my art of bridal business coaching program instead so that's what i've been up to during the pandemic <laughs> yeah yeah i but love yeah, that you gotta get creative you know um when my partner though my partner um my partner she does the hair styling so what she did during the pandemic is she got really creative and she started making like handmade like customized hair pieces for brides I to have like more passive those. income yeah yeah, yeah. so she is she is she's so she's so crafted and so talented um so that's what instead of like actually teaching she wanted to make a physical product which is like amazing so yeah yeah, yeah. you just gotta get creative during times like this for sure you really do. And, you know, like I say, you know, just let that be your outlet, whatever it leads you to, if it makes you happy and it produces an, an income, if, if that's what you want it to do, then I say go for it. But that's awesome advice. Definitely don't be afraid to um, step out and, you know, get creative, guys. Um, so my last question to you before I ask you uh, where people can find out about you and if you have anything fun coming out is what kind of advice would you share for someone who is wanting to start a similar career? I know you said that you are still um, at your nine to five right now. And I know that that is something that a lot of people are dealing with right now. So if you have any kind of advice, maybe it's work-life balance or structuring out your week, any kind of tips that would be helpful for someone who wants to take a path similar to yours. Yeah. So for somebody, um, you know, that is working a nine to five and wants to kind of start a career um, in the beauty industry, what I would say is invest in learning early and invest in it often. So oh, yeah. the advantage that you have being somebody working at a nine to five and because you have income coming in. So you do have the resources to actually invest, um, you know, and the faster that you invest in, uh, in coaching programs, in makeup classes and whatever it is that you want to do to build your career, the more, the faster you're going to get to that level of success that you want. Um, don't make the mistakes that like a lot of makeup artists I see making is that they wait, they sit around and they wait until they make enough money before they go on and invest in, you know, uh, coaching classes or learning. Um, and that's really backwards, right? If you want, if you want, um, to get business faster, you want to get your career off sooner, learn all you can and implement everything that you've learned as soon as you can. Um, because the longer you wait around for like to make money to before you can invest, you're going to be waiting for a long time and you're going to be going oh, in yeah. circles, you know? So yeah, so you might as well work, um, you might as well invest that time and that energy into learning so that you can you can get there. Like, you know, you learn from people who already has career that, careers that you want and the path that they take. 
So now you're just learning what steps they took to get there. And so you have a map laid out for you so you can get there faster. So, yes. and yeah, and you know, and for somebody who does have a nine to five, I always tell them like, hey, you know, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to up and quit your nine to five in order to be successful in the bridal mm-hmm. field because I'm doing it and I've been doing it for seven years. Like, and I've grown like, you know, my business to like, like a different, uh, to a different animal from what, when it was, where, where it was when I first started. So it's totally doable. It's just a matter of how dedicated and how determined you are to making it work. Yes, that is great advice. And, you know, you said something that was so important and something that I can relate to on my journey is I talk a lot about how I was so afraid of investing. I always spent all of my money on, you know, the, you know, amazing bridal hair selling techniques or those awesome, you know, makeup lessons. But when it came to like the business side of things, I was just kind of like, oh, that can wait. But what ended up happening was I knew how to do, you know, hair and makeup, but nobody was seeing me. Nobody was able to you know book me as much as I wanted because I wasn't getting visible I didn't have a marketing plan and I I waited until I had that money and it wasn't until you know a couple years later until I was able to you know hire a coach and then I was like why didn't I do this sooner I was like I'm over here struggling trying to make you know you know a sale a month and once I did you know it started to go to all of those different so yeah, right. definitely. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, and, and it's no different. Like if you think about any business venture that you start off, you have to put some capital investment in it, right? Like oh, yeah. if you're building like a restaurant, it's no different. You need to have some resources to invest in that business. Like you can't just be like, okay, well, I'm just going to open shop and want to make <laughs> people are going to buy. <laughs> yeah, <people laughs> I'm just gonna wait until I do whatever. Even yeah. if you start small, like in a truck or whatever, you know, you have mm-hmm. to still make that initial investment. It's no different. And what we're talking about here, and I'm so glad that you have a podcast like the one that you do, Jasmine, talking about the business aspect of it, because I feel like not enough makeup artists and coaches out there and programs out there emphasize the importance of it. You know? Oh yeah. And um, and to your point too, Jasmine like you know you can take all the makeup classes in the world and be the most amazing artist but if that would be irrelevant if people don't even know you exist right so the sooner you learn how to get on with the program because this is modern day marketing and it's going to be this way as for as long as we know for a while (laughs) you know is try to try to like show up in a way that you're visible amongst like the thousands of makeup artists that you're competing with you have to understand the business aspects of it, the business how to. So like I mentioned, you know, to be a successful business owner and to be a well-rounded artist, it's no longer enough to be just like a great makeup artist that does great Mm -hmm. makeup, that does great hair. Like you need to have other components too, like marketing, client communication, all of that. (laughs) You need all of the seasonings to make it it good. (laughs) Yes, I mean, you could probably get away with it a long time ago, but being a great artist and just rely on referrals. But now it's like, it's like times you can see it too. Yeah, times have changed. People people will go on social media to validate your worth, right? And then oh, looking yeah. on so your Instagram, it's where they're gonna determine if the what if they should be working with you or not. So oh, yeah. you know that's 
that's a that's the type of society we live in now and we got to get with it <laughs> absolutely well you just talked a little bit about you know standing out on instagram and we are to my last question which is if you have any fun projects or where can people um connect with you if they want to know a little bit more about what it is that you do and how you service your clients um i know you mentioned that you have an amazing mini course that is something that is for those who might not can't afford um you know maybe like personalized coaching, if you're looking to show up on social media, know what you're supposed to be posting about to actually generate a yeah. sale versus, you know, yeah. like likes and comments, we want leads. Yeah. So Ooh, yes. tell us a little bit about um, how we can connect with you, what you have and how they can find those details. Perfect. Thank you, Jasmine. Yes. Yeah, so if you're looking to know um, more about where you can find me, um, my Instagram handle is at art of bridal business. And this is my page. Um, is like is my coaching page where I provide a lot of content and information for makeup artists to build and navigate through this bridal industry so that you can start booking more more business and book more brides. Um, so I'm never about being popular, right? Like if you look at my actual Instagram handle for my um, my bridal business page, I, I have like less than 1700 followers, but I'm booked out guys until like next year. <laughs> so, so, I, so I'm always very advocating I always advocate about, you know, um, making sure that you show up with intention and on Instagram with a purpose. And that leads to my point um, of uh, to Jasmine's um, point about having a mini course. I just launched a, um, a, a mini Instagram course called Content That Converts for Makeup Artists. Um, I'm super excited about this course because it's a very short, easy to learn six part video where and, and at a very affordable price where you can learn the five main components of um, of Instagram. And basically, I share with you the same strategies that I use for my own business to to continuously get leads, get traffic to my page and for people booking me without ever meeting me. So it's, um, and I also, um, and especially if you're starting out or you're somebody that knows you need to be on social media, but you get so overwhelmed when it comes to like, I don't know what to post. Like, I don't know what I need to share to get more business. Um, I walk you through my 30 day content creation process where you can actually plan out 30 days worth of content, caption, pictures, so that you don't have to worry or winging it, you know, every time it comes time to share a post on your, on your Instagram. So um, I will leave the, uh, the link um, on the show notes um, uh, uh, so that you can go ahead and check that out. And this is for your listeners, um, Jasmine. So if you guys are interested and you want to learn more about how you can show up on social media, um, Instagram specifically, in a way that actually connects with your audience and convert them from like a lurker into an actual paying client, then I really hope that you check this out. Yes. Well, that is amazing. That sounds like so much fun. I'm going to have your mm -hmm. um, Instagram handle as well as that link that Kathy just mentioned in the show notes if you want to check it out so you can connect with her. But thank you so much again, Kathy, for joining me here today and having some girl chat about, yeah. you know, what it's really like to be in the bridal beauty field and especially when you have a team because I, I feel like not a lot of people talk about like the good side and the bad side and like the failures and that's what I really want this podcast to be about is like true transparency yeah. and just like yeah. raw real authenticness so thank you so absolutely. much absolutely well thank you so much Jasmine and thank you to all of your listeners um for being here and um and again you know I I 
couldn't stress it enough that it's so important to have these type of conversations um, because I feel like people think our career is just glitz and glamour. <laughs> I was just about to say like glitters yeah, and rainbows. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, you know, behind the scenes is a lot of work. It's a lot of oh, determination yeah. and it's, it requires a lot of sacrifices, um, but it is, it is a very rewarding career. So I'm so excited. You know, I'm so happy and honored that you were able to have this conversation about what really goes on behind the scenes, <laughs> Absolutely. you know, to building our, our business. So I'm so grateful um, that, you know, you're, you actually are doing this podcast and actually having me on here. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Well, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to today's episode. Like I said before, if you want to check out Miss Kathy and all of her goodies, you can check it out in the show notes. But you will see me here again next week. Bye, guys. See ya.